All right, folks, this show is sponsored by Anchor. A while back, we switched over to Anchor as our hosting platform for Panel to Panel. And to be honest, it's actually been one of the best experiences we've had when it comes to hosting our podcast. A lot of people think making a podcast is super difficult, but Anchor actually allows you to record and edit your podcast all on your phone if that's what you want to do. Anchor even helps you get your podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other places like that. That way you can get your podcast to a wide audience of different people. And the best part about it, it's totally free. So go ahead, check out Anchor.fm, or download the Anchor app on your phone or through the App Store or the Google Play Store and check it out today. Now let's turn the page and get to this week's episode of Panel to Panel. people of the internet it's time for on comicsgrounds.com flagship podcast panel to panel where a bunch of folks shoot the breeze and talk about comic books and such we are back once again once again to talk about comics and all the good things we love to do with comics love to be reading them streaming them and all kinds of media different forms we are here to talk about it once again and this week we have a special guest joining us so let's go ahead and get and get through the boring crap you can listen to this podcast on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, scissor radio um, Spotify, YouTube, a couple of the different places. We're still waiting to hear back from iHeartRadio and Pandora, but obviously there's a pandemic outside our, outside our window, so we, we, I'm going to give them a pass for now. Um, but uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at PTP underscore podcast, and you can check out the, check out the website on Comics Ground on Twitter and Instagram at on Comics Ground, and check out the website every weekday at oncomicsground.com with some hyphens between those words for me, and you can. Look at all of our previews, reviews, and solicitations on that website. All right, my name is James Portis. To my left, we have the man who is enjoying his time in isolation playing League of Legends with his afro growing ever thicker. We have Travis Tucker. How you doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, do you do finger guns before the intro? Is that what I heard? No. I heard a snap of the fingers, and then you went at it. It's cool if you do finger guns. No, I always do a snap the way I can track the, the, on, on Audacity. I always do a, that way, which is a perfect sound clip. I always, the way I can track it and cut it at the right moment. Okay, no beef. I just wanted to know. I mean, like, I can do finger guns if you want, but that wasn't, no. I wouldn't see it anyway. Head, head, right. head cannon. Oh my god. To my left, we have the woman who is surviving this apocalypse with her comic books in her lap at all times. We have Mary. How are you doing this evening? The funny thing is, is I actually had a comic book in my lap a few minutes ago. <laughs> but no, I'm fine. I'm fine. All right. All right. And then we have our special guest for the evening. You can check him out on YouTube. We will have his links in the description. He is also a fellow podcaster. He is having a Kickstarter right now for a brand new website for the online comic database. Mr. A.J. Carey, how you doing today? Good, 
it could be worse. Could be well. Could be better. Could be worse. Could but, be. A but you're here. Shrubbery. You could be a but shrubbery. I... <laughs> all right, all right, right. Then you want to pimp and like a shout out real quick while you got some time. Uh, oh right, my shout out stuff. Uh, I got other than the Kickstarter right now. <laughs> okay. I got noth- well, I got the retrostatic radio. I've got man, I've got a lot. <laughs> and soon I should have a uh, website for the Bear Prince Productions, which is all the stuff I do. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. We are going to go ahead and dive into it. So why don't you give folks a little bit of background about the Kickstarter so that way if they want to donate to it and everything, they can. Well, the Kickstarter is for online comic database, OCDB, because it's OCD, obviously. But it's one-third database, kind of like IMDB, except for comics, except we're also doing web comics and manga, um, cosplayers, possibly depending on how we do the user interface and everything. Um, well, we will still have profiles for them, et cetera, et cetera. Then we also have its one part community hub where we will give shout outs to podcasters, blogs, commentators, even really fun Twitter accounts that are just comic related to generally bring everyone together in a unifying field of love or something like that. All right. That's a good way to go about it. And like forever, like for the folks who want to know more about this, we will have the links below and everything. But in terms of your background in comic books, well, what what is your issue zero? What is your origin story? Well, my parents were comic collectors for the longest time. And we had 11 long boxes of pretty much what I considered the best era for Marvel. Like, we were talking late 70s, early 80s. It was perfect to grow up with West Coast Avengers, Cloak and Dagger, Claremont X-Men. And then I fell in love with the medium. Before I could actually write, I could draw. And so I started drawing, and then I realized I have no artistic talent. So I became a writer. That fell through, so now I'm just me (laughs) which is basically I love comics I love the community of comics I've worked with uh, What Culture Comics AIPT for like three days and Unleash the Fanboys commenting on everything it's also why I'm kind of opposed to clickbait (laughs) oh We were talking about this earlier. That's a topic we'll talk. We we can get into that rant. (laughs) I mean, like, hey, we're here to talk comics for a little bit, so we we can we can talk about it. I told you, AJ, we thrive on rants at this in the show. Yes, very much so. It's what we do. It it's actually why the major goal, like mission statement for OCDB is we will still do articles and news lists everything like that but it's for fans it's not for profit mm-hmm. i mean i would still like to make money obviously but, <laughs> well yeah but you know instead of having a headline you know 
because oh my god, Thor is now a woman. You know. Or, hey, what's the top ten reasons Hawkeye sucks? Oh my god. <laughs> Me and Screen Rant have had it out repeatedly on the Hawkeye 8. Why does everyone hate Hawkeye? I don't understand. Probably just because of MCU Hawkeye. Oh, God. And even then, MCU Hawkeye is just mediocre. Yeah. Mediocre. And then annoying, and then mediocre again. But he had really <coughs> like ten minutes. <laughs> two and a half minutes. <laughs> Let's f okay, I'll give you two and a half. <laughs> I, I mean, like... <laughs> Like, Renner isn't the greatest human when it comes to, like, portraying a character with depth, but, like, at least, end, like, during Endgame, he was like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll act like an emotional human being. I think the biggest, and for me, I think the biggest misstep that the MCU made with Hawkeye was doing his ultimate origin. Mm, oh, mm. yeah. Especially when you put Mockingbird in the universe. Yeah. But, you know, then they tried to link it back into 616 by having his thing with Black Widow, which was maybe romantic, maybe platonic, but maybe romantic again. We don't know. Oop, she's dead. Like. Yeah. I heard somebody call um, Black Widow his work wife. And I chuckled a little too hard at that. I mean, it, they do kind of give off that, like, Law & Order SVU, Elliot Stabler, <laughs> and Olivia Benson vibe when you think about it. Wow, they actually do. Yeah. That's a, that's a great comparison. Especially... terrifying. It, I know, right? And then, like, if you th if, if, if the, 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 the Reddit leaks of the end credit scenes are to be true, it makes even more sense when it comes to that kind of relationship. Oh, uh, what, for uh, Black Widow? Yep. Mm. I heard some things. Mm-hmm. Is this expanding on that the, that one serious hot take that Mary had when we talked about it last? Um, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> there's apparently two scenes. The first one just confirms... <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Like, one just confirms what people have been talking about for a while with Phase 4, and then the other one is just, like, carrying out Mary's point about Hawkeye and, and Black Widow and why Hawkeye should have died. I, I agree with that point. <laughs> All I gotta say in terms of the spoilers and the theories and whatnot is I feel bad for Florence, too. Yes! Like, they're not even like, hey, you can be an Avenger now. They're like, you know, we're dragging you along, kicking and screaming, whether you like it or not. I will at least say the theory. The theory that I have seen circulating online, uh, fan communities, Reddit, things like that. Uh, I'm not going to say anything else besides this other than the theory. But the theory is that Florence Pugh, who is playing Yelena is going to be the Black Widow that died in Endgame. Uh, Scarlett Johansson would still be alive. If I, uh, I've seen don't know the theory how I feel the about that. That she was going to become the new and the new one, but how would that even work? There's there's some things that apparently happen in the movie that can make it work, but I it's stuff out of our hands for now. I don't like Travis, you are cutting out. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
Travis, did you die? No, no I'm still here. Can you hear me? Yeah. And I'm in the boonies, man. Stop, so. <laughs> so you're rocking that McDonald's Wi-Fi. Sorry. Oh, let me see if I can switch it real quick. Let's say you're coming through a little bit clearer. Does it sound better now? Yeah, actually oh, yeah. it does. Okay, yeah, my my connection is spiking and dropping. Like everybody talk shit about him while he's gone. <laughs> I mean, uh, like in ter but like in terms of what Black Widow is apparently going to set up, I'm. It would, if anything, it would just kind of like make all of the feelings that were there of like you went out on your own terms, Natasha, mean nothing. Like, like because I I agree with Mary that Hawkeye should have died because like. He really didn't do anything, and also I kind of wanted the Ultimates 2 Hawkeye Kills Black Widow moment, but that's just me. But we never got that because, like, killing children would have been a bad thing. But, like, eh. And then we could have had a Kate Bishop show free of Hawk, free of, free of, uh, MCU. <laughs> Well, at, at the very least, the idea of like no, 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 like, I'm, I'm not, no, 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 not like like the idea of say Steve and or Sam handing her Hawkeye's bow, like, hey, this is what we were supposed to do, like the whole like Captain America hands you Hawkeye's old bow and tells you to go be a hero, like that could have been valid because that's what even happened. I, I, like I remember in. <coughs> excuse me, Fallen Sudden Death of Captain America where, like, Clint's wearing the Captain America suit and Kate just straight checks him, like, you're judging me for calling me Hawkeye when Captain America gave me this bow when you're wearing his his costume? You got some nerve, bud! All I know is everything we keep hearing about the Hawkeye show is that he's going to be teaching her. Ugh. And if that happens, I'm just gonna throw my whole damn desk out the window. They're trying to compete with the Arrowverse, guy. guy. Uh, I mean, <laughs> not disrespect Kate Bishop. Yeah, like no, this. yeah, no. You, like, like you can't show her disrespect, and you have to like do. If you're gonna do it, you need to do it out of, out of the iconic run the two both had together. You can't just like cheapen her. I, I can see them dumping certain things that happened to her. Y you know? Yeah. But I can see, I mean, Marvel's probably going to do away with that because it would be difficult, I guess, for them to cover. But I, I don't know. I'm just, I, I'm very worried for Kate Bishop because I love her. AJ, do you have any thoughts on Kate Bishop? I respectfully decline to comment. Oh, 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 so you can defend Laura, but you can't defend Kate? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sir, we might have a Spill problem. Spill the Explain tea. thyself. As I brought up way earlier when I grew up reading West Coast Avengers, Oh, no. I grew up reading, and I've got this. Yes, I have this huge fan boner for Clint Barton of the Six One Six, and 
Put the guns down. Hold on. <laughs> okay. I I feel the laser sight. <laughs> Barry's just like, 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 load the scope right now. Uh, no, I'm fine. It's not like he's no, trying I'm to insult. No, I'm fine. It's not like he's trying that to insult totally Batwoman. That sounds totally fine. Oh, you know, he's not, he's not like, he's like insult Batwoman or something like that. No, like, he, he, he ain't, or he ain't doing anything. Like, I I absolutely loved Kate in uh, the first Young Avengers run. Mm-hmm. It was, it is one of the quintessential runs everyone needs to read. And honestly, that's how they should have done phase four, whatever phase they're actually on for the MCU, is have a Young Avengers where now the Avengers are no longer a thing, be the hero. I would have loved that. I would have squeed, I would have hit notes that only dogs would have heard. Yes. But... Aren't Billy and Tommy going to be in WandaVision? That's what the rumor is. I need Wanda to call him a toaster, or it's not a good show. <laughs> you need. <laughs> God damn it! That's They're the all toasters, James. I mean, yes, but like he's he's saying this because it's one of the only things that him and I actually agree that Tom King actually wrote well, and it's just. Ugh. It, it, <coughs> the best part about that whole scene for me is is Vision like ridiculous I, I don't even know what to call it just his his ignorance in the whole like social like concepts going on is like wanda perhaps it's my volume for why you don't understand what good will come of this lie i'm like damn vision just damn you just don't get it <laughs> so like aj what, what i'm getting what i'm getting here is that like you you, you respect kate but you prefer the blonde man I can't. Even, I don't even think I could say that anymore. The last couple Hawkeye runs, I only read the first for uh, Free Fall, which was actually really good. But like the last couple runs they've had for Hawkeye, either with Kate or with Clint, has almost felt. I don't know. I'm. I, I think I'm just being old man comic book guy screaming at the sky. You know. Oh no, not at all. You are free to voice your opinion as long as you are not being like 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 a gator about it. We don't care, bro. Like as you are... long as you're not talking ill about Batwoman, I don't really care. You are that free to have an opinion as long as you're not being like they shouldn't exist because they're a woman. Oh, oh like that would be bad. That's what they say. And it's stupid, bro. Like I hate that shit. Like, they're trying to say the same shit with, with, with Sam. They're like, oh, why is a black man Captain America? Like, boy? I actually would um, I did a video a while ago where I would have, I, I actually wanted, the only negative I really had about Captain Falcon, or, you know. Yes. Oh, yes. God. God damn it. Captain Falcon. God damn it. His patriot should have become the new Captain America. I will say it is a lot more explained in the if I did it here's how video up on my channel okay uh, I mean uh, I will accept that if we can skip the US agent being like we all know you're not cat boy if oh we can skip that uh, yeah scene, no please god no oh my I think that also could have like stopped a lot of people being angry or you know tribalist during the whole all new, all different era, is if every other issue like didn't come up with one character to go, you know, you ain't the real one. Well, and it's it's funny because like 
like, like, say what you will about Nick Spencer being the way he is. He literally saw the future because, like, he wrote it on the page, and then the next day after Endgame came out, literally hashtag not my Captain America was trending the same way it did in issue two of uh, Sam Wilson Captain America. So, like, while I agree with you, I'm also like, this man saw the future. He's such a dick, though. He is, but like. <laughs> go with that answer is I respect I actually really like Nick Spencer's writing when he's not writing for Marvel. <laughs> Morning Glories was was decent. Like I read Morning Glories for a long time. But but the second he got under the mouse protection suddenly like he's uh-huh. going to Dan Slot going, "Oh my god, people are threatening me. No one's ever complained about a character being, you know, killed off like we did with Cap." And it's like yeah I think, I think Dan I think, Slot with that. Yeah, I no. Think, I think Dan Jurgens would like a word. Yeah. <laughs> Several words. I, it's like, I'm like, I was one of the few people who, like, gave Captain America Steve Rogers number one a fair shake. It, well, I mean, a lot of people did because it sold out. I think did like two different. Uh, oh yeah, the first. The first uh, two issues, I believe, sold out because when we got it in, um, we all looked at it early. But but just the guy, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then that but second will... that second issue just made it so much. I think the second issue was worse than the first issue. You mean where pretty much he retracted everything to take away all the mystery? Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I still say that, like, if if Marvel would have just backed up, like, like backed up the gun, and, and it would have just been like, yeah, we're gonna shoot this, and we're gonna and we're gonna make it work, and just let Secret Empire be the way it was gonna be, not only would Steve, like, Steve-o, whatever the hell you wanna call him, been, like, the ultimate antagonist for a new age of society, but, like... It would have just made so many numbers shoot up until they would have been like, well, let's put them back. And then it worked. To the point that, like, even now, with Coach trying to, like, use the material they had in his Captain America run, like, it's selling still really well. So I think if they would have let steve be a thing for longer, even after the Empire would have fell, the, it would have been amazing. Like, I hate Nick Spencer for the way he is now, but, like... I would have loved to see where Steve would have ended up. I think if they hadn't done the second issue, the reveal in the final fight of Secret Empire, where Good Steve comes back at, I think that would have been more... I, I think that would have had the emotional impact Marvel clearly wanted it to have. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, you know what's going on at this point, and then, whoop, here's good Steve again. And Now, I will admit, the art for that scene is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, you know, when you were looking at it on the page, it felt hollow because, you know, well, we knew this was going to happen, you know, because they told us everything in the second issue. And I feel like had they not done that, that would have been a more emotional moment kind of a thing. Definitely. Oh, yeah. <coughs> And I mean, like, one thing that I still I still talk about is the fact that if they wouldn't have been like, oh, yeah, no, we took the Cosmic Cube and rewrote all of history to say Steve was under Hydra control from the very beginning. If it, if it would have just been, yeah, no, like, Red Skull randomly just changed his mind to make him think he's Hydra. Okay, 
cool, whatever. Like, he's Hydra now. But for you to go back and say, oh, no, everything is Hydra now. Like, no, that was too much. Oh, God, you know. Plot the crossing. <laughs> yeah. Plot, plot device or not, Jack Kirby would have punched a bitch. But... Yeah. But, like, there's old stories they did of Captain America where he was evil. So it's like, I don't know. I'm just, like, there's still debate of, like, yeah, Jack Kirby was Jewish. But, like, I don't know. They still could have let Sam fight him for, like, a weird, awesome torch pass. Really, yeah. really, really drop that. That would that would have been cool. Because, like, they even tried to, like, mimic the whole Sam walked up to Steve the same way Steve walked up to Thanos thing. And, like, that was really a really cool acknowledgement. But then for them to, like, go, no, good Steve's here, punch. Like, no, you took that away from Sam when you could have just put Steve in jail for a while after he had, rec like, got, like, his memory fixed or whatever, and they'd have been, like, Steve saying, yeah, no, take me to jail, I did wrong. And then we could have just, uh, like, avoided the really awkward Mark Wade put Steve in a time capsule run that, like, no one cared about. I totally forgot about that run. <laughs> I think I own it. I just totally <laughs> forgot about it. It was like, 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 like Mar someone at Marvel was just like, Mark, we need to like get everybody's mind away from Secret Empire. Fix this. And Mark Wade's like, okay, yeah, cool. I'll tell a story. And then Tanahisi Coast comes in like, nah, F that. We going back. <laughs> <laughs> I but think no. when... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, after you. Oh, I was just going to say, I think when <coughs> you have a character like Captain America... And he is going to be evil or brainwashed or whatever. I think that's honestly where they have to follow the evil brainwashed Superman model. That you have to have another member of, you know, the Justice League or someone else from the DC Universe stand up to him. Yeah, I think having, like, good Superman standing up to bad Superman. You know, I, I'm reminded of uh, Superman's sacrifice. What I'm trying to make this point is when Maxwell Lord... Um, had Superman under his control and Wonder Woman had to fight him. I think that definitely had more of an impact than doing like some kind of weird split personality Superman, you know? Yeah. And okay. I think... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. No, continue. No, you're fine. <laughs> and I was gonna say, like, in terms of comparing emotional high points, I think because we had to see Superman stand against one of his friend friends and colleagues, that made Wonder Woman killing Maxwell Lord that much more emotional because it is a sacrifice to save this person that you love. And I think that, you know, along of what James and Travis were saying, that we could have had that moment with Sam, where Sam having to stand up against this person that he loves and respects to do the right thing kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. or, I could just... exactly... <laughs> <laughs> or I could just be... This could just be Jack Daniels field posturing, but... No, whatever. I was gonna say, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Like, and on a, like, fan level, Sam kinda needed that. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes, 100%. Because like, like, he spends... Yes, he spends the whole Sam Wilson Captain America run literally trying to, like, prove he's Captain America, he deserves this. And, like, he has, like, U.S. agents trying to smack him down. He has, like, the, the Americops, which, oh my god, the Americops are so, oh my god. Um, it's just, 
God help help us all. Like so it, bad. It's like, hey, what if we have like the the, Tra- the Trayvon Martin Martin shooting with superheroes? Like, no, please, God, no, don't do this. What if all cops were <laughs> superpowered George Zimmerman? Literally. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like I jumped out of that series way too early. Oh, yeah, no, no, it got really bad. Like, it's enjoyable because Sam rises above it, but it's just, oh, God. I feel like somewhere, even though she's not directly connected, America Chavez is like, just leave me out of this. (laughs) Just leave me out of this. Get me the hell out of here. Bro, America Chavez. Thank God we're getting a new America Chavez book that can erase the old one. Thank God. And the thing was, I wanted to defend it so badly because of the gayers. I wanted to defend it so badly, and then Rivera gave me nothing. It was so bad. And you know, if I'm saying that it was a bad book, like... Like, like you, like, Mary can't even defend the lesbian superhero book. No, 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 no. I love America Chavez. I love America Chavez. <laughs> I, have ven- I have vengeance number one. And, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> right. But it is her first appearance, so mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, fingers crossed she pops up in Doctor Strange just so the value of that book will go up. That would be nice. But, but no, I bought every, I pre-ordered every single issue of that series. James, I bought variants. Damn. <laughs> I wanted to like it so much, but oh. as soon as I got, I got like six pages into the first issue. Same! I actually, I actually just went... Oh no, bruh! Like I said, I said it out loud, and Victoria's like, "Are you okay?" And I just went, "Oh no, oh no!" <laughs> like I remember, I remember going to the shop the day it came out and picking it up, and I was like, "This is something I need to do because I love America. I've loved her ever since Young Avengers. I want to see her do well." And then I read it, and I'm like, "Okay, okay, okay. Oh, you're punching Hitler. Oh." You're taking the Hitler punch away from Captain America. Oh, this is gonna go really badly. See, I, I was gonna let him have that because you know that that's that's the cutesy young adult schlock that they're pulling. Yeah. That they're doing now, and you know it, it it's to tie young adult audiences to the significance of these comic book moments. And I will I would I was gonna give them that, and then she went to space college. Oh, <laughs> space college. She went to space college. And not only that, she broke up with her girlfriend to go to space college. To go to space college. Starship Trooper. It was, uh, oh god, what was it? It was uh, Sotomayor University. Yup. Yup. I think that's what it was called. And then there was, like, the fangirls that were obsessed with her. And then, like, her grandma's, like, was a wrestler. And then her moms were from lesbian space, the Mysterio. They shouldn't have changed that. Why didn't they leave what? it alone? <laughs> Wait, what? They changed her origin and changed where her moms came from. And I was like, why? Because the, the Utopian parallel was famously underdescribed in the second Young Avengers book. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, it, it's the universe that Billy creates. And... Yeah, because it was a uh, 215, 213. Whatever universe number it is. Yeah. And it exists without uh, outside of time and space. And that's why she can move through dimensions, but there's only one of her, is because that her universe technically exists outside of the Marvel universe. <coughs> and in all my DC Marvel headcanon crossovers, she is the crux. 
because I like to think that her universe is the divide between the Marvel and the DC universes. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I like this. I can right. see that. I, I'll deal. <laughs> and especially since uh, her moms um, essentially killed themselves trying to stop the giant hole that ripped through their universe. But um, in this, in the, the, this book, uh, they changed that. Uh, changed it a little bit that her mothers were from that America's planet is only women, so it's it's based on Mithira, and they had magical lesbian goddess sex, and then one of them was pregnant. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like... when I once read Spider Woman Origins, where they changed her origin to she was shot. While she was in her mother's womb, she was shot by a laser, and that's how she oh, got her powers. I thought that was weird. <laughs> that fucking sucked. And, and my thought process is, how, how, how did Billy Kaplan, a teenage boy, create a universe of this magnitude, outside of time and space, that made lesbian Themyscira space where these goddesses created her? I, like, I just, I couldn't wrap my brain around it. I couldn't. I can totally see a teen boy coming up with space lesbians. But like, but Billy though? <laughs> but a gay one. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, m- maybe just a random teenage boy, but like, him? I don't know. That's fair. <laughs> um, but like, and, and you know, look, being a lesbian and just a general fan of lesbian fiction in general, um, that kind of an origin could work. It could work under the right circumstances. If you're doing hard sci-fi, if you're doing hard fantasy, like, something like that could work. But not in this instance. Yeah. Like, because they essentially did something similar in Bombshells. Yes, I am going there. Oh, dear. When, uh, towards the end of the first book, where they reveal that uh, Supergirl... Her parents were Allura and um, Laura. So her mom and Clark's mom. They were her biological parents. And, you know, they did some Kryptonian science stuff. And I'm like, okay, you know, I will believe that in within this context. But <coughs> I, I don't know. I'm. It still hurts. I have those issues tucked in a box way under the bed. Like, in the back towards the wall. <laughs> Anyway, that was my rant for the for the evening. And man, we we, we feed off our rants is what we do. I know. I've, I have a Jack and Coke, and I think I may have put too much Jack Daniels in it. I'm two sided deep, honey. You're fine. I just pre-ordered uh, American Chavez made in the USA. I mean, like I I, I had already pre-ordered it because I I want to see her do well. Lord only knows when it's gonna come out. <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> Well, see, the thing is, is that we don't really know what's going to happen if the if um, the comic companies are going to keep publishing digitally, digitally, excuse me, or if they're just going to wait for print to catch up. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. And I think I think that's a lot of what's up in the air right now. So, because I think next week's releases might still come in if Diamond already had them in the warehouse. But, I mean, Diamond wasn't forthright with what they had, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, now, like, w- w- with the, the future kind of hanging in, the ba- like, the balance right now, it, it's very, it, like, interesting to see what's going to happen next. 
and like like after my talk with the Mad Caves uh, editor in chief, which you can listen to that episode right now. I put it up a little bit before this episode. Um, it's it, it's very apparent to me that everyone's just kind of like in wait right now mode. I think the larger comic fandom, like you know, those of us who are in way too deep for our own good, um, I think everybody's just in shock right now. Because, I mean, you know, not only do we have everything that's going on with the virus right now, but how everything is impacted, you know. I don't know. I'm tipsy and posturing. But it's just interesting to see the escapism also impacted, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I may have made this too strong. No, you're fine, huh? You are <laughs> making valid points. Just like in generally, I may have made this too strong. <laughs> nice. Well, like, Actually, go ahead, AJ. What, what are your thoughts on the current situation we are facing? I, to write off what she or ride on what she just said, I realized how that sounded. Oh, like, you're gonna you're gonna write off what I said, huh? That's why I said ride on. <laughs> it's writing. It's not writing. I should rephrase that also. Anyways. Oh my god. But um. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay I'm sorry Continue. so anyways but like when you brought up the escapism like I could actually see a lot more comics that come out or at least were written post COVID whatever we want to call it whatever that period is going to be called you know as actual like more escapism versus more relatable if that makes yeah. any sense Mm-hmm. Because of people wanting to escape, as it were. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's entirely possible and probably plausible that this is going to get a whole lot worse before it gets better. And I think people don't want to step back into pretty realism, you know? Yeah. Unless it's ultraviolence. Everyone likes ultraviolence. Yeah. Don't you, don't you remember Marvel Max, guys? Hey, oh. Punisher Max was great. I don't know what you mean. I mean, I loved Wolverine Max, but I'm not saying it was great. Like, we, we, it was all a rough time. Luke Cage Max still needs to be apologized for. Yes, it does. Oh my god, yes, oh it my. does. I am a fan of Brian Azzarello, but... How are you a fan <laughs> of Brian Azzarello? Because, hold on, because he is either a knock-it-out-of-the-park or get beamed in the face with it kind of thing. <coughs> That's fair. I was like, you should you, you, write we, a good Joker, but not a good Batman. So I'm salty. <laughs> I mean, we we rant about this man constantly, so that's fair. Oh, go for it. He when I he's bad, he's the worst. He cannot write women to save his life. No, not even a little bit. <laughs> I, I still want to set fire to those New Fifty Two Wonder Woman issues. Just to burn them with fire. But, you know, value and whatnot. Value. We want to burn a lot so of things. I was so excited. <laughs> I was so excited, guys. And then as soon as I opened the first issue and I went, wait, what? No, what is this? What's happening? It looked pretty. It looked it pretty. Did. Cl Cliff Chang did a great job and he always does a great job. And then I'm like, no, George Perez did it perfectly. Why are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it just, this this is a very weird era, 
and I'm just like, I I I, I wish there was an easier way to say that like the, the, the situation can get better. I mean, thankfully there's companies like Mad Cave that are like, hey, we're gonna keep going that way we can put new contact out right now, but like. And, and now that th- there's reports saying that DC is looking at other venues for distribution given the current situation. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm seeing Newsarama uh, report on it. That um, they're allegedly considering multi-distribution. Uh, multi, um, that would literally break the, frick, the, 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 like the whole system and say, hey, we're done with the Monopoly. Yeah. But then what would people complain about? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. There's, there's, too much. <laughs> there's it's, it's comics. There's always something to complain about. I mean, but it... I mean, yeah. But I mean, just how much money Diamond unilaterally has just cost comics in general. Yeah. Like, oof. I mean, like, hey, they issued a survey to comic stores to get their feedback on the current situation. Is that in that good, guys? It's terrible. Well, too bad. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, I, I wish there was an easier way to, like, fix the situation. That's what's bothering me. my soul the most right now. Now, granted, it, th- there could come a point where we, did, like, for a couple months, we might just be all digital and, like, everyone's, everyone's print albums will be a little hurt, but I think we would be all right. Okay, I found the um, the passage, not the passage, but the segment in DC's text letter to retailers. Um, it says, additionally, because we anticipate that continued disruption to business operations will create uh, regional volatility, DC is exploring a multi-distributor model to help uh, to provide us with the flexibility needed during this crisis to get new content to our readers, blah, blah, blah. Interesting. So it's it's coming from the company itself. So it's a smart move because if they could get their comics out there in a time like this, like they're going to make a killing. Mm -hmm. It's brilliant, especially with shops that may still be closed that can still do mail order. That would like crush it. Maybe we can get some new solo titles that aren't Batman related. As much as I love Batman, I would like to read about like Vixen. Are you okay? Hey man, hey man, he's speaking gospel. I'm gonna let him go. I just I thought hell would take over. Well, see, the problem is, is that like you know I love me some Batman, but when there's so much Batman, we get terrible Batman. It's like syndrome. When everyone's Batman, no one will be. Right, and I, we're all tired of Batman and the Outsiders without Batman being in. You know what I mean? I would rather have a Black Lightning book or, you know, a Victory book or, like, any, anybody. Honestly, I just want more stories, and if they make enough money off of this, they could pretty much just shut Gators down and be like, hey, we don't care. Everyone's going to read it. See... I there there was a tweet that I saw yesterday where someone like said they highlighted the far sector book and Bat- Batman and the Outsiders and were like these books are DC like finally giving us the diversity we asked for and I was like what are you serious uh, <laughs> are rich you- white billionaire and all of his ethnic adopted kids definitely 
And, and like you, and then, and then you have Far Sector. Which here's the thing: I will scream the praises of Far Sector to the day I the, the day I die. Far Sector is an amazing book with an amazing concept. I will stick by that. But I was having a conversation with Ron from You Don't Read Comics like like a while back, and he was like, "You gotta read this book." And I read it, and then I was like, "But here's my problem: she's not in the main DC canon, so nothing she does matters in the grand scheme of the universe." She's not John Stewart. She's not on the main 20, uh, 2814 team. She doesn't do anything to affect the, the status quo. So, like, it, it's as if, like, you're trying to tell me that, like, like almost like Black Hammer Quantum Age matters just as, like, 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 like is, is more effective, like, like, a good representation of Black Hammer. Which, yes, in that context it is, but... You're t- or like saying what happens in Batman Beyond, written by Dan Jurgens, is going to affect what Tom King was doing at the time in Batman: The Main Book. That's not going to happen. So for them to not give me a main black person book besides Naomi, and that's not even on right now because season season one of Bendis's weird line is a thing. Sorry, there's no black books at DC. Can't help you. Wait, is that why Mike? Is that why Wonder Comics is, like, on hiatus? They're doing seasons of That's it? what Bendis yeah. put out on Twitter a while back. Was They're doing seasons. That's... Like, except for Young Justice, everything's on seasons. It's something that I've noticed that young adult comics are starting to do more and more. I'm gonna just sigh. <laughs> right, what is this seasons of comics? I think it's basically um, to limit the amount of time and effort and money that have to be spent producing them. Because if you just do six issues one year and then six issues another year, that's, you know, money for 12 issues that you were able to stretch out over the course of the year kind of a thing. Whereas, you know, you have to do 12 continuous issues. (coughs) And, you know, there's the typical, well, you know, these writers have other books to write, then maybe you should give books to new people. Preach. Instead of passing books between the same four goddamn people. DC does it, Marvel does it, like, Valiant sort of does it, like, yeah. everybody does it. Like, it's at a, and, and, like, and I was even having a discussion with some people the other day where it was like, oh, DC's opened up their talent pool to be more diverse. Um... When exactly, <laughs> I was like, "Hum, well, praise, praise to James Tenney and the Fourth for for being an LGBT representative at DC. Um, praise to Kelly uh, uh, for being a woman at DC. Praise Gail Simone for being a woman at DC. But um, I, other than Brian Edward Hill, I don't see no oh, and, and David F. Walker helping with uh, uh, Young Justice and Naomi." I don't see no brothers and sisters over now. I don't see any new ones either. Oh. They really don't bring, like, because even uh, David F. Walker, and they've been in the game for a while now. It's not, like, new voices. And I mean, um, we even had done an interview with uh, someone on Blur Grounds, and, and and they said they were working on a project for DC, which ended up coming out a little bit later as a part of the um, the Valentine's Day issue. But we're still waiting on new material from them in general. So 
I I really am, am at, a, at a loss. Hell, they have a, a Jackson Hyde Calderum Aqualad book, like young adult novel coming, graphic novel coming out. But I don't see him. Like, 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 oh wait, I, I, I'll take that back. He's he just showed up in the new Young Justice comic, even though he used to be a Teen Titan. Mm. <laughs> I think DC and Marvel are doing the same thing in slightly different ways. Explain. Um. If you lay out the entire active roster for both companies, most of the people of color and the queer characters tend to be considerably younger. And Marvel is publishing, well, they were publishing more young adult-oriented superhero books until they all just kind of went poo. Ooh, that reminds me. Mary... I, I realized we never had a conversation about something because we didn't do an, a news episode recently. What's that? Should we talk about the new Warriors? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Should uh, we talk about this? I am not non-binary, so I don't want to shoot off at the mouth about it. About Snowflake in particular. Um, they are... The rest of the team, I think the designs are what? It's the vampire kid that I can't get over. I think the vampire kid is spiffy. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, you know, the whole the world is a vampire and so am I. Like, it's like everybody's seventh grade goth phase in a comic book. And, and also, it feels like th- th- this. This th- I can tell you exactly what this feels like. This feels like Marvel saw what Tom Taylor was trying to do with Suicide Squad, and with bringing in a new group of characters, it was like, what can we do that with? Maybe Thunderbolts, the team that is equivalent to Suicide Squad. No, we'll do New Warriors. Like. It's a bad move, and I think pretty much everybody has agreed on that. Like, you know there's a problem when, like, the progressive comic readers and comic skate sort of agree on something? <sighs> you know you did done fucked up. Like, that really is the th- time you need to stop and go, maybe I'm the asshole. <laughs> I... I- <laughs> And the thing is, like, like I know uh, Luciano Vigio, uh, I'm not pronouncing that right, uh, for, please forgive me. I know that, that like, he has done amazing work in the past when it comes to LGBT work. He, like, I, I, lo- I love him. But... Consult. Mm. Huh? They, needed, they need to consult people. Mm. If you want to do a non-binary character, do it right. Talk to people who are actually non-binary, you know? Like there was, I remember reading the like, like reading the replies on on the the articles, and there was non-binary people going, "This is not okay." But I, I, like, I, I'm not gonna like speak for them, like Mary said. No, but like, it's just, yeah. I don't want. I, I definitely do not want to speak for them or step out of my lane. But um, the names are stupid. I think B negative is spiffy. No, I'm talking no. Um, snowflake and safe space. That is horrible, but I think B negative is <laughs> B B negative's reference and it's terrible. It and is terrible. I don't know if it's been confirmed if Trailblazer is indigenous or not. Um, I, I've seen people say that she is indigenous. I've seen people say that she isn't. If she is, that that's not good. Nah. But like, her power is her backpack. 
Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's Dora, bro. Oh, God. Oh, I didn't mean... Oh, no! I didn't think of that! Oh. And look at what you just did. <laughs> AJ, what are your You'll thoughts on this mess? My thought... I... On a scale of everyone here has some really nice commentary to say. As the mostly straight white guy, I have to be quiet and just sit over here. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's bad when the gays are over here like, this is bad. And like, Travis is just like, yeah! Well, I, I asked uh, a friend of mine who's only semi into comics. They understand comics. They just don't like comics. And I asked them, how would you feel if they made a non-binary, you know, character? And they named him Safe Space. And what was it? A uh, trigger warning? No, Snowflake. Oh, Snowflake. Oh, Snowflake. What? oh my yeah, God. That's I'm even sorry, worse. I'm wrong. That's even worse. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a triplet named Trigger Warning. Uh, uh, that's going to be for their Volume Two reveal. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> well, apparently these two are in a relationship. Like that just. James, they're twins. Oh, they're not in a relationship. Let's talk about that. Were... Yeah, I thought they were dating. Yo, that would get. Oh, that's all the way sideways. <laughs> that's more sideways than day to day to day sideways. Wait, are they in a relationship or are they twins? Hold on, I'm reading. Snowflake is safe space. Marvel criticized for naming first nine. Yeah. However, I do think that their name, as uh, literally every article on Google is saying right now, the name is the names are tone deaf. Yeah. And while they are kind of trying to be the let's take these back, I'm assuming, or they are literally someone was high at three in the morning going, you know, it would be fucking hilarious. Oh my god, they're the goddamn Wonder Twins. Yeah. They're psychic twins. I just um, verified on the Marvel website. Okay. Uh, I thought they were in a twins... relationship, but okay. Oh god, all twins are psychic, but we're psychic er. And I mean, uh, like in in in, in the, the the Marvel dot com article, they say, um, what what was it like? The, um, when they they take those words and, and kind of wear them as badges of honor in terms of their names, and I'm like, that's not how that works. Wait, man. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I've had just enough Jack Daniels to say this, but that would be like a lesbian running. That'd be like Batwoman running around as Captain Carpet Muncher, like. <laughs> Clam, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, uh, it's just, but... just a clam signal. <laughs> oh god, bro! Uh, I can't, I can't find, a, I can't think of a good one for Midnighter. But all right, you get, you win, Mary. Um, oh god, that 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 made my day. Okay, but um, it, like Midnighter would just be the ass ranger, of course. Yes. <laughs> Wiccan would stay the ass guardian. <laughs> yes. Oh, that, that that was great. Okay, but no. In terms of this situation, this was this was something that came out about it like a, a few weeks ago, right before everything went went to hell with the diamond and everything. And, and the, the the like, there's that line from um like from from the Watchmen where. Um, freaking Rorschach like go, like goes like the people say save us and I say I'll tell them no. I think this was the entirety of Twitter just going no. no. 
All right. Um, but in terms of this, I feel as if that, like, oh, this has been a very fun time. Um, in terms, like, in, like in terms, AJ, in terms of what you do, um, I feel like your your your, uh, your YouTube deserves a little bit more shout out. Uh, like, like, can you give people an idea of what you do when, in terms of that? The uh, then yeah, and now videos are my favorite. Yes. Well, I did just start doing the then and nows, and then I put them on hold so I could do the Kickstarter. But then and now is kind of actually my favorite to work on because it is the very first issue in a title. Like, I think my last one was X-Men? Possibly. Suicide Squad. Oh, right. It was Suicide Squad. And I need to do the one for uh, Birds of Prey. Ooh. But, um... Well, because that had to be postponed because they moved uh, Jimmy Palmiotti's Birds of Prey to mm -hmm. January. Mm -hmm. Back when it was supposed to come out. Yeah. But anyways, then and now compares the first issue with the latest one. So, like, the last one was Suicide Squad, so I compared not Volume 1, you know, where they did that, um, they were, like, gangsters or whatever it was, but uh -huh. when they got their own title, and they were actually active in, um, Bell Rev, and it's amazing. Then I have Reader's History, which is me binging, binge-reading an entire character's teams or whatever's bibliography and talking about it in order right now i'm i think at volume at a uh, part six of 112 for cloak and dagger oh nice shit well actually i have no idea there is like, a lot of cloak and dagger more than i realized i didn't think <laughs> they had anything to be honest well neither did i but then all oh, of a no, sudden they have like... crossovers with new mutants spider-man well a lot of spider-man obviously um, <laughs> Run away. Of course. I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently Dagger was on the uh, New Warriors for like a decade. Yep, she was. Uh, it was a decade I missed. Because <laughs> I missed like m most of the 90s when it came to comics. Oh, so if, you're, if, you're, if you're doing that, that means you, need to, you, get, you get to read Dark X-Men again. That'll be fun. Because <laughs> they were on that team, and it was like, Cloak and Dagger, why are you here? Because, like, what? I, but, but, I get to reread uh, Kelly Thompson's um, Cloak and Dagger digital, Marvel digital only. Ooh. Thing that that, came out that was good. That was. So, haha. -ha. There's that, yeah. Yeah, I have about 400 issues until then, but not the point. <laughs> <laughs> Although... I will say that I totally forgot how awkwardly written Cloak was. Like, when Mantlo went to an ongoing series, it's almost like he forgot how he was writing Cloak. Ew. So there came there, there was a couple moments where I'm reading this going, I'm not entirely sure if this is supposed to read as, like, you know, big... There's some racial, like weirdness to it oh, where it's no. like she's trying to be the innocent little you know cute little rich white girl while cloak is slowly oh. becoming this giant monster and oh god it's like marvel save the last dance like it's oh, going no. more like save <laughs> the last dance if um who was, who was the guy in that omar f 
Tyrese? Uh, I, I, I legitimately cannot remember. And I feel horrible even guessing. It was. If I can find it, I thought I just had it in front of me. Uh, do do It's. I, I love how I, like the, the cast list is not Google, but like every other movie is. Uh, Sean Patrick Thomas. Yeah, Sean Patrick Thomas. Hello. Oh, sorry. I, I was just looking at his IMDb because I'm like. I should know who he is. He looks so familiar. I was like, he was in and, Barbershop and Rent. That's all, that's all I know him from. Uh, Cruel Intentions and Halloween Resurrection. Oh, yeah, he was in Re- Resurrection. Oh, my God, how can I forget about that? Because Halloween Resurrection, no one should remember. I mean, I'm the one that loves H20, so I'm a horrible person as it is. Actually, not true. Everyone needs to see Halloween Resurrection solely because of Buster Rhymes. Yes, 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 I should. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for saying that because I love validated Literally, I made it a joke on Blur Grounds. I even put it at like the end of our freaking Halloween theme song. Trick or treat, motherfucker. Yeah, you just added to his whole bit. Yes, thank you so much. I love it. Because Buster Rhymes literally kicks in the door, beats up Michael Myers, and then shocks him in the nuts with a power cord. Like, how more epic is that? Like, like yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis cut off his head in the last one, but like, no, Buster Rhymes walks in, saves the white girl, and and shocks Michael Myers in the nuts. Like, I I can't get over that. Don't forget, he also has that scene in the kitchen where he's like, he just yells at Michael Myers. Granted, he doesn't know it's Michael at the time, but you know. The, mm-hmm. What the fuck? You're not supposed to be Michael Myers. I'm Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the kung fu bit. Yes. But we can, <laughs> but we can over, we can gloss that over because it was hilarious. Yes. Oh hey, the chick who played Starbuck was in there. Huh? Um, I cannot remember her name, but uh, she played Starbuck in the new um. The that thing. That thing. Yeah, I know. Uh, Battlestar Galactica. Uh, she was the dumb blonde friend. Oh, Katie Sackhoff. That's the word I'm thinking of, or the name I'm thinking of. <laughs> I am not very good with names. Okay. <laughs> oh, so anyway, right. I was actually saying, uh, and I also do uh, the Winds and Sins or Comic Sins. Ooh. I do love those. Yes, they're so enjoyable. I would well, love to I'm like help. Like, I would love to help you do those. I'm not even gonna lie. Oh, I have no problem with help because, like, sometimes, like uh, when I did the one for um, Death of X. Oh God! I legitimately, I legitimately went in there wanting to hate fuck the comic. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't help but hate fuck that comic because it was, hey, Medusa, you're killing us. I don't care. And then, like. Two third or three fourths of the way in, she goes, "Oh my god, are you guys dying? Yo. We should help you." Uh. And you're like, "Bitch, what?" Oh, well, no, like no, don't. it wasn't even that. It was like, "Oh, the whole whole all of Death of X." Oh, we're dying. And then it was, oh, I'll have Hank help you. And then you get all the way to IVX, and then she goes, oh, you're really dying now. Oh, you're becoming sterile now. Oh, now I'll shut off my Terrigen Cloud. Like, oh my god. I actually stopped writing. 
I think I was on issue three or four of IVX because I was doing the comic sins for that. I rage quit. <laughs> I, was on, I was on number three or four. And I literally just went, you know what? I have better things to do with my life. That's great. I love it. it I, I managed to get through the end, but boy, was that a... Oh, I bought every issue and I hated myself for it. Hang on, Black Bolt's gotta execute Cyclops, who was never really there. It, it was all a lie created by Emma Frost, even though she should probably have, like, a brain tumor now. <laughs> like, that feels, oh god, what was that soap opera that, was that Dynasty, or, or was it Dallas that did oh, that? The, it was all JR? a dream. No, the other, uh, it was all a dream shit. Uh, and I want to say it was Dynasty. Or I was think Dallas, it was right? the... I think Dynasty. I think you're right. Honestly, they're probably the same show. Like, it's just, like, that whole thing. Oh, I'm going to project him everywhere to everybody on the planet. Like, Emma, you should be dead. <laughs> like, I don't care if the cuckoos were helping you. You you should be dead. Hell, we've lost cuckoos over easy, less than that. Yes. We were at, what, two now? No, are we at two? I thought they brought the third one back. Oh, did well, they? One of them died in all new Wolverine. Yep, she did. Or wait, no, that was X twenty three, not Wolverine. Damn it, the books run together. But there just... is a topic for another day. Woo wee! Oh, well, I mean, hey, we could, we we just did an X twenty three episode. No, I like I liked it, but there's there's no reason that they needed to bring back Logan. I'm sorry, Thank James. You. Why did they give me a fucking real name, Howard? <laughs> I, I I do appreciate it at least that Gabby popped up in X Force for like. Bro, that scene was freaking funny. That Jackie and, and Logan are just like whoever loses has to stab themselves. Like what the fuck? Drugs, man. Not even once. Ugh. Like, is, the, is this where we're at for entertainment now? We're, like, spinning the bottle, who, like, we're just gonna stab ourselves. Like, what what is happening, bro? Well, I mean, it's not like Gabby can play. She couldn't even feel it. Yeah, that's true. I, I do love that moment with her and X-Men Red where, what is it? Um, someone's like, are those your organs? And she's like, oh, yeah, hang on, let me shove these back in there. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one second. Well, just one moment. I'm, I'm gonna fix this real quick. Uh, but no, I, I, this has been a very fun episode, AJ. Thank you for hanging out with us and helping oh. promote your stuff. Anytime. You guys have always been amazing and phenomenal and ecstatic. Yes. Disclaimer, we're not paying him to say that. No, we that. are not. This man came of his own volition. He, he, he was very eager to come on. No, no, no. We're not bribing him to say nice things about us is what I'm trying to say. Uh, hold on. Of course not. <laughs> 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 but no, like you, you have definitely earned your your right to come back anytime. This was very enjoyable. Oh, and I've got tons of videos up on my stuff, and you guys can turn around, watch them, and go, "Hold the fuck on! You said this." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I want the next to one will talk be... about spoiler. <laughs> the next one will just be the trial of the comic archivist. Oh my god. Uh, okay, wait, no. Here, here's the decided factor. Uh, how, what are your feelings on Stephanie Brown? I. Now I'm putting the scope on. <laughs> Hold on. Stephanie Brown is my favorite backer. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> How dare you Holy say. 
shit! Yes! Just go straight out for it. Hey! I got somebody on my team! Woo! But I love I, the reason that I think she is the best Batgirl is kind of the same reason people say that Dick Grayson is the best Robin, even though Tim Drake is. Yeah! No! Yeah! They're both terrible characters. <laughs> Tim Drake. Tim Drake is not my favorite out of whoever's been Robin. <coughs> but Tim Drake makes the perfect Robin because he wants to be Robin. Exactly! He was designed he to be snitch. Robin. He ain't no snitch. <laughs> he, is, he, he is snitch. That's how he found Oh my god. <laughs> and Red Robin is one of the best DC runs of all time. Yes! Freaking. You, you are welcome uh, back I anytime, sir. <laughs> You are welcome back anytime. Mary's just like, I want to kill them both, but I'm like, nah, man, you good anytime. But, <laughs> but Stephanie Brown is my favorite Batgirl for the same reason that I absolutely love her as spoiler. It's the character. Oh. I love the character. Oh. Whereas... So whereas, much validation here. I love Cassandra Kane as Batgirl, but I actually really dig that storyline when it had like little to nothing to actually do with the Batgirl mantle like when Lady Shiva was up in there and which time when she broke in the meat hook <laughs> before they started making her talk and become a villain so the meat yeah hook <laughs> but Stephanie Brown and I really wish they gave I I, I don't know how how to say this because I like and hate the war games thing where they killed her off. So I use huge air quotes there. I thought it was fun. Of course, because you hate her as a character. I loved it because it was the perfect way to turn around and be like, Batman, this is why you're a fucking asshole. Thank you! It's literally turning around and going, she she's trying to do good suddenly because Batman can't tell nobody nothing. <laughs> she starts a gang war, yeah. and then uh, who was it? Two Face beats her to death. I use it. No, it was. Oh Black man, Mask. I forgot. Was it Black Mask? Yeah, I just. That was Black Mask. But no, if I remember rightly, I just remembered it wasn't either that. It was Leslie, the doctor, and. Yeah, Leslie saved her. Not originally. If I remember rightly, and I could totally be misremembering because the the continuity for the entire world just shatters. Yeah. Was originally she was supposed to have ex uh, lied about her dying because Leslie turned around and went, I killed her. Or it was like doctor assisted suicide or something like that. Mm-hmm. But short answer, Stephanie Brown, best backup. Yes! <laughs> I know Travis and Barry want to kill us both, but I don't care. I'm happy. I'm, I'm a shit. <laughs> can we all just agree that Barbara Gordon has never been a good backup? She was always best as Oracle. Yes. Uh, all right, I can give you that. I want her to be Oracle again. Yes. She... <laughs> <laughs> She was at her best when she was Congresswoman Barbara Gordon. Get it right. 
Send sorry, the I don't boot to Washington. <laughs> she was Barbara the boot. She was going to give him the boot. Yep. I'll okay. give you that. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I like Oracle. I like Oracle. I just really, I, I thought the uh, the story arc where Barbara runs for Congress was fun. Yes. But now she has to be a 20-something because Batgirl woo. Uh, costume got better. Thank you. Whoever made her sleep with Bruce, I would like to punch them in the chat. Um, it was Deanie. Um, no, it wasn't Deanie. It, was, it was, was. It was Tim. It was originally. It was originally Deanie, but it was also Tim. Well, they, they've had a thing like <coughs> that ever since the animated series. Why do you think Barbara has a crush on Bruce in the animated series? Like that. That is. That that's the thing that they want to push. That. No. I feel, I feel the same way. Oh, Travis, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I, I'm just. That's literally her having a, a, a weird, I don't know, affinity for her dad's colleague. I still am just like, why did, why, why did Tara Strong and Kevin Conroy be okay with that scene? Like, I know they're getting paid, but like, why didn't anyone say something? Right, Kevin, like, this is not what Batman would do in his Batman voice and, like, command. But no. Who's a naughty girl? Oh, God! <laughs> oh, God! God damn, damn I'm it. sorry. I could have done but, it in my Joker voice if you really want. Please no, please no, please no. no. I won't, I won't. But oh, looping wait. back around, I feel the same way about Stephanie Brown that I do about Linda Danvers. Is that it was stupid and pointless. I was say, Mary, people were coming at your throat the past couple weeks about Stephanie Brown on Twitter. No, 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 no. I, I do not um, <laughs> deny. I, I do not. Um, I, I acknowledge the fact that Stephanie Brown is a very popular character in the same way that Linda Danvers is a very popular character. But I'm, I'm Duffy. And even before she was Batgirl, um, I have never been fond of the character. Something about her grates my nerves. I think she's too whiny and more often than not is just Tim Drake slam piece. Like... Breach! Batman was trying to make out the whole damn time. There are some issues that she, ha she has absolutely no personality. No personality. Like, wet toast. And even dry toast, wet toast, is more interesting than she is. Oh, uh, she got uh, wet. Oh, 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 that was bad. Uh, and I'm I know, I apologize. And, oh. and, I, and, and Linda Danvers was just so stupid. Like, look, I know you want Supergirl, but did you have to make it this fucking stupid? Hashtag waffles like... for Steph. <laughs> Fuck with me. <laughs> Linda Danvers to separate her, she's commonly referred to as Matrix Supergirl. Oh, okay. So like but version she, three or four. She happened to look exactly like Kara and was super into Clark and Clark's like, Oh, I know you're not my cousin even though you look like her and I'm into you too and then they went off and Oh that's foul. Oh that's foul. Oh, that's foul. Oh. <laughs> Travis feels violated now. Now, do you find that more or less or less than Power Girl and Billy Batson hooking up? That one I buy. That's a job. That's a job. 
No, because as he gets older in comics, they fluctuate his age. So like, I'd buy that. No, no, he was still a kid. Oh, that's even worse. Oh yeah, you're right. That was Justice Society. I forgot about that. Oh god. Literally, everyone had to turn around and go, dude. He's a twelve-year-old. That's a child. That's a child. They're like, so I'm a teen. No, you don't understand. Gross. Yeah, no, no. Like, Justice Society had some weird points at times. Was no. was that during John's? That's just not okay. Okay. Uh, if it... Yeah, it was during John's. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. It was uh, during John's. I think it was like five or ten issues. It was a trade or two before uh, Willingham took over. I mean, John's is the one who had Rose Wilson stab her own eye out to make her daddy happy. So, like, I can't really say it's not in John's ability to do something like that. Uh, John's does what he wants and DC goes okay yeah like that's pretty much what it is like they, they allow Johns to do whatever he wants and I'm like you know what within reason I'm okay with letting Johns do whatever he wants but like sometimes it just mm. yeah I was cool with it until like until Doomsday Clock got delayed for as long as it did for what we got out of Doomsday Clock uh-huh. see if Doomsday Clock was left in a vacuum I'd be like, whatever. And then it was, oh no, we're going to openly reference Sanctuary in like issue three. And I was like, mm, this is bad. This is very bad. And now we have Dr. Yep. Flash on the God Pilot. Yes! Dr. Manhattan Flash! I really need to read the last issue of Doomsday Clock, don't I? No, you need to read Flash Forward, even though it's, it's a it's a freaking what's-his-face book. I don't, I, you have to read it. You should read Doomsley like issue where he like affects the Peter. It is Travis, you are cutting out so bad. Oh my gosh! Not even. Oh no! Like every other word, my guy. <laughs> I think that's how Wally West died, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like no like scott labdell writes flash forward and it basically just goes hey yeah like we're gonna make you sit on the mobius chair and basically become uh dr manhattan now god toilet god toilet as mary likes to call it you mean quantum superman because he's not he's it's quantum superman that's what it is Ugh. so mad. yeah it's 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 a weird time period comics are weird yeah, as as um, Bob Shipman says on his channel, on his YouTube channel, comics are weird. Because I I'll love that guy. Here, just to make you guys feel better, I'll give you some something. I hate Stephanie Brown more, but I think Linda Danvers is stupider. Okay. That's fair, I guess. Well, instead of hating Stephanie and thinking she's the stupidest, I think Linda... Well, I mean, Linda Danvers is objectively kind of dumb because they just stripped out a bunch of Silver Age elements for Supergirl and, tuck, you know, <laughs> made it into a completely separate character. <coughs> yeah. One really. character. I can name one character who's worse. Who? Or was worse upon their introduction, anyway. Damian Wayne. Close. Storm Only because. <laughs> Silk. Yes. Yes. Cindy Moon, uh, yes. Cindy Moon on creation was and, and, and you and you and you, you know how you can say he's right 
Because she literally was created by Slot to be Peter's fuck toy. And that's sad. Like, say what you will about, um... Uh, who was it? Who did, uh, Carly Cooper? Who created Carly Cooper based off their sister or I daughter forget. or someone? Uh, it was right before Slot, wasn't it? Because it was right after, uh, One More Day. So it might have been, uh... Straczynski? Maybe. That's gonna annoy me now. Carly Cooper. Do 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 do. Oh, okay. Dan Slot and Joe Quesada. Okay, cool. Okay, but anyways, say what you because I know a lot of people hated on her because she was you know dating. She was the Mary Jane after One More Day. Yeah. For a brand new day, or I think it was One Moment in Time, a brand new day. Anyways, I believe the arc was called bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was spider shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when she got intru- when Carly Cooper got introduced, a lot of people were hating on Slot, you know, because she's not MJ. Yep. And that's why I feel that Slot created Cindy Moon for the whole original Sin arc solely so he could turn around and go, "No, that is a fuck toy." <sighs> Dude, no, when, when when Silk first showed up, all she wanted to do was bang Peter. And it was gross. They, they, tried... the they have Since they were bit by the same spider, their pheromones interact or something, so all they can do around each other is just make it. It's what? gross. It, it's hilariously bad. Like, well, not even hilarious. It's just sad. That's why when now when people are like trying so desperately to make Silk a better character and they have made her a better character, I'm like, okay, cool. That's for you. I respect you and I, I respect what Silk has become, but I see what's here and I'm just like I can't. Like the memories. G- like the memories. Like, I, like That's the reason why I don't read Spider-Man comics anymore except for Miles. Like That's, y- that's yours. You enjoy that. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna respect you for enjoying that, but like, this is my reason as to why I can't get into that character. I'm gonna be over here. I'm, I'm gonna be over here. I, I, I respect you, but like, I'm gonna be over here with my black lightning and other things, and I'm gonna leave you alone. Like, yeah. I, I will say they did course correct. They, they course corrected with the character. Oh, definitely. And she's, she's a, she's a character that I, I actually, I, I, I like Silk a whole hell of a lot. And, um, I heard she even got like I, Pokemon and shit, and I was like, "Good for her." <laughs> I think they did well with her, but I think what Marvel constantly screws up with is she is not a teenager. Because mm-hmm. she's the same age as Peter. Yeah, and... but Peter's a teenager now. <laughs> no, he's still a thirty, like like a twenty, thirty something. They keep bouncing between twenty and thirty. That way, they can keep them young. Oh, okay. But um, she was in the same class as Peter. She was on the field trip, too. And then she got locked in a bunker for a bazillion years. Yep. She's basically cast Kane in that respect. Yeah? Um, Oh, no, 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 no. Like, I have this whole thing about how Spider-Woman, Silk, and Spider-Gwen are basically just Batwoman, cast Kane, and Stephanie Brown. I believe that. I'll go with that. Yep. No, no, no. I'm just saying that if you lay them all out apples to apples, like, they line up pretty easily. Even down to um, Spider-Woman and Batwoman doing, 
you know, unconventional things as women that society would towards <coughs> Kate is a lesbian and Jess is a single mom kind of a thing with no man around. Yeah. Anyway, that's that that's a lesbian conversation for lesbian people. I, that's that's a that's a good concept. I respect it. Oh no no no! I'm I'm friends with this other group of lesbians, and we just talk about lesbian comics a lot. Oh okay, cool. That's good shit. I um, had a third shot of Jack Daniels. <laughs> well, on that, I think we're gonna go ahead and wrap up the show, folks. Um, don't forget that you can listen to this podcast on uh, iTunes. Apple Podcasts, whatever the hell they call themselves now. Um, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, YouTube, all the great things. Um, you can tr- follow us on Twitter at PTP underscore podcast. You can follow the website on Twitter and Instagram at on Comics Ground. And you can check out the website on dash comics, da- on dash comics dash ground, if I can spell my own words, dot com. That's not all the same thing. Um, where you could. Like, like, check out all of our previews, reviews, solicitations, all that great stuff every weekday for you good people. We're probably going to start rolling out graphic novel and back issue reviews to give people an idea of what you can read during this current crisis. So look out for the next, that, that, look out for that in the next couple of weeks. Oh, in the next like, week or so. We're going to start getting that out. Give you people some good recommendations for you to check out on Comixology or Amazon when Amazon is able to deliver again. Because um, I, 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 I hadn't heard about what the current, my, what Amazon's rollout plan was. And, like, and then I tried to order a phone case for my new phone, and it said April 21st. And I was like, I have Amazon Prime, the hell? And then I read an article and was like, oh, I understand. Cancel. Yeah, their warehouses are getting out right. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so much respect to you, Amazon. I, res- I, I, I you, you, you have my respect. Um, so, uh, AJ, you want to pimp all your stuff one last time before we sign off? Uh, let's see if I can get everything down. Uh, we've got the uh, online comic database Kickstarter, which is going until April 20th. And I'm actually kind of really hoping we got the $1 tier for just a immortalized thank you on the website. Because going for quantity of fans, not quality. I kid. But... Um, <laughs> We also have uh, the Comic Archivist on YouTube, which I should be getting more videos out soon. Either by recording <coughs> new stuff or just remaking my old stuff that needs much, much better love. And yeah. also I'm on I'm the lead voice on Retrostatic Radio, a old-time radio show podcast. Oh, where okay. We remake old uh, radio shows. Wow. That's kind of fancy. I'll just check that out. I, I do love a radio show, though. Same. Uh, this Tuesday, we are doing Sorry, Wrong Number, an old-time mystery show, and we're actually doing an all-female cast. Ooh. If you ever need help with that, let me know. I, I would love to help with that kind of thing. That sounds kind of it, it actually... I enjoy it, but I'm Wait. a nerd. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh. You okay? No, I'm thinking of a movie the same name. Damn it. <laughs> Actually, um, that's where the movie came from. Oh, really? With uh, Agnes Moorhead in lead? <coughs> yeah, because uh, I know uh, Barbara Stanwyck, she won an Oscar for it. Wow. Yeah. What, 48? 47, 48, I think, when the movie came out? And the 
the uh, radio show came out in, I want to say, either like a year or two before the movie. Oh, shit. And it became this huge phenomenon on the radio, and then it became the movie, which was big, and then, yeah. We also have The Hitchhiker, drag an episode of Dragnet, The Guiding Light. I fucking love Dragnet, man. Uh, we have uh, Joan Friday in that. Oh, I'm sorry, Josephine Friday in that. Ooh. Uh, Lone Ranger episode was weird. Ooh. And Duffy's Tavern, which no one ever heard of. But it's hilarious. I have stuff to listen to later. I'm excited. Because I need stuff to listen to while I play Minecraft. So that'll, that'll be fun. I've been listening. Part... <laughs> oh, go ahead. No, after you, man. I've been listening to uh, Hel- uh, Welcome to Night Vale for a while, and it's like the, the, the creepy factor is starting to get to me. Oh, then you should listen to King's Fall AM. Oh my god, Welcome to Night Vale, that's a name I haven't heard in years. Well, it got recommend- re- recommended to, to me recently, right? and I was like, uh, and there was like a hundred some odd episodes, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll start at the beginning. And it just keeps getting creepier the more I play Minecraft and Bloodborne, and I'm just like... This is getting weird, especially when I'm playing like a, a um, freaking gothic horror video game, like Lovecraftian shit, and I'm like, this is getting weird while the video game is getting weird, and I don't know how, how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but no, once again, it just it... reminded me of oh god, um, like I want to say right when I started with this show, uh, doing the comic archivist. I spent, like, a full month of binge-watching nothing but, like, Marble Hornets, Tribe 12, uh, Everyman Hybrid, literally everything involving Slenderman. Oh, God. Cause you know you did John Fucked Up when Marble Hornets is better than your studio feature film? Mm-hmm. Oh, can we not talk about always watching a Marble <laughs> Hornets story? <laughs> I'm gonna start just crawling under my desk now. Cause... <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> That may be the worst, like, indie idea to major movie. I use air quotes for major. That might be the worst adaptation film. No. Okay, it's in the top five. (laughs) But, yeah. Well, well, Ada, thank you once again for coming out of the show. Oh, yeah, no problem. Like I said, anytime, as long as everyone likes me. Oh, definitely. Uh, for sure. I mean, like, Mar- Mary and Travis won't w- w- your blood for Stephanie, but, like, I'll, I'll protect you. It's okay. <laughs> uh, all right. My hero. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, well, AJ, since you're the guest, uh, what is your closing statement for this episode of Panel to Panel? My closing statement will be the one I always give at the end of my videos. Stay golden, Inklings. Okay. Okay, Travis, what is your closing statement for this episode of Panel to Panel? Tim Drake's a cop. What, that totally cut out. You should try that again, sir. No, keep it like that. <laughs> Tim All I heard Drake's Tim a cop. Drake, cop. Tim, Dr- oh, Tim Drake is a, is a cop. cop? Okay. Is a cop. Is a cop. Fuck 12. Oh my god, okay, okay, okay. <sighs> Mary, do I, do I even want to know what your closing statement is? <laughs> <laughs> okay, one, I need to I really need to stop making mixed drinks before panel to panel. And two, Stephanie Brown is Oh okay. <laughs> she just cut out two. This is perfect. Yeah. This is amazing. Okay. I'm guessing she's okay, a terrible. So one one 
I said I need to stop making mixed drinks before panel to panel, and two, Stephanie Brown is terrible. Okay, okay. My closing statement, as always, is uh, support your local comic book shop in any way you can. Um, Stephanie Brown and Tim Drake are the best, and I don't care what you say. Um, and we will catch you folks right here next time on